On this episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast, we are discussing self-care around the holidays. How should pastors and church leaders manage their personal self to create margin during the end of the year? This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. I'm Kyle Willis and Dace Clifton, dailypastor.com, is with me as always. Dace, uh, can I just call you DP from now on? Wow, DP, that sounds really good because that is the the acronym for my favorite soda, Dr. Pepper, right? Do they even have Dr. Pepper in Oklahoma, Kyle? Yes, I know it's a Texas thing, but uh, Dr. Pepper is known everywhere. Uh, I thought you were a, a whatever it's called, a Topo Chico type of guy. <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying to be a not that fat guy. And so I love Dr. Pepper. I love soda. I would drink five of them a day if I could, but... My doctor says that's not a good idea, and my wife agrees with my doctor. And so I'm drinking like, yeah, water that's carbonated to trick my mind and my body into thinking that I'm drinking a soda when we both know mm. I'm really not. Let, let me ask you this: We're uh, recording this, and uh, when this releases, it's going to be full swing on holidays. What are your thoughts on eggnog? So my wife and I have varying, very different opinions about eggnog. I grew up loving eggnog. I think it is pretty mm-hmm. much the best beverage that's ever been created. I wish it was carbonated and I could just drink it all year round. That's an interesting take. My yeah. my wife finds it absolutely repulsive and I, I don't understand why. I don't know why anybody would not like eggnog. I mean it's rich, creamy, sweet. It's like it's like if you combine like milk and manna, you would get eggnog. I mean that that's that's gotta be a thing. I don't think that's right. Um <laughs> Eggnog, I'm I'm Team Jackie here instead of Team Dace. Uh, you know, there's not there's not few things I I hate in the world. Um, eggnog is is pushing close on that list. Well, that's the way she feels about it, and I I I will never. You know, women are complicated. I I just don't understand it. But I'm complicated, Dace. You're, I'm complicated. You are complicated. Yes, yes. But I even like like eggnog ice cream. Uh, there's an eggnog coffee creamer that I'll 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 try that every once in a while. And so and this is uncalled for. This is the end. Hey, there's a lady in my. This is the end of this relationship, Dave. Uh, there's a lady in my church who actually gave me a little box of these like taffies that were eggnog flavored. So it's like Christmas is gone. You pull out one of these taffies, and oh man, it takes you back. So there's a lot of eggnog related products because you and my wife, you you guys are both wrong. Eggnog is awesome, and I think culture and society would agree with me on this. Okay. Well, um, I was going to ask you what your favorite piece of the holiday meal is, but uh, I think it's eggnog. For me, it would be those like homemade rolls, mm. uh, pretty much any bread day. So, yeah. I mean, biscuits or you, you throw some butter on it. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, and that's one thing I will give Texas props on is Texas Roadhouse. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's a real Texas thing, but you get that uh, cinnamon butter. Oh, yeah. uh, type thing, man. Uh, that, that's some good stuff, man. Well, let me ask you your opinion about pumpkin pie since we're on the subject. A lot of people have strong opinions about pumpkin pie. I like it. What do you think? Okay, so I am not lying when I say this. <laughs> this last week was the first time I've actually tried pumpkin pie in my whole life. That is the weirdest thing I have heard in like a month. Wow. <laughs> My wife has been trying. She bought this pumpkin pie as a fundraiser, and we were convincing my daughter to try it. And so I was like, "Well, I, I've got to try it too. I can't, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> this is going to be awkward." So anyway, I, I tried it, and you know, it's like a five or a six. It's not the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nearly as bad as I thought, uh, <laughs> but I 
I'm fine if I never eat another piece. Well, I think you need to try two or three more because you might not have gotten a good one. That's just honest. So if you got a bad one, that five could be turned into like a nine. It was fine. It's like a savory, right, taste. And I'm just not a savory guy. I'm more of a sweet guy. I love like chocolate cake or something Mm. like that. But uh, no, I I mean, I didn't hate it, but I also, I don't need it. It's kind of like eggnog. I'm fine if I never have it again. The next time we get together, I'm going to have to convert you. I'm going to have, we're going to have to have an eggnog sampling, you know, maybe get like Mm. three or four different types. And then we're going to have to have a pie sampling Mm. as well, just because I feel like you're really, as your friend, I feel like you're really missing out some, some of God's blessing and provision in your life when you don't partake of these type of things. But anyway, it's just my opinion. Yeah, no, no, I don't think so. And uh, as we're talking about uh, margin and creating margin and self-care uh, during the holidays days, I think uh, we could all maybe use a little bit more margin in our belt line as we're sitting here talking about rolls and pumpkin pie and eggnog. So, uh, mm. hey, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today with pastors and church leaders yeah. is some of the routines around self-care. But before we do that, can you share with us the verse of the day? Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. This beautiful passage of scripture, it reminds me of just how there is a way in which we know God that comes through silence and not just information that uh, we read out of a book. As important as information is, knowing God in our relationship and hearing him in the quiet places of life, I think is one of the ways that we experience his presence. And and so, yeah, this passage just reminds us, I think, of taking that time to to be still, to quiet your heart, to release anxieties, and to know the living God, know that he is God. He's the one that's in charge and in control. And so I think it's a timely word for us, particularly around the holidays, because for most people, uh, it's a very busy and demanding time. Kyle, are you still there? I am. Sorry, I was just being still and quiet. <laughs> you know, that's that's what we do here. Uh, no, I, I absolutely agree. I love uh, Psalms 46. So, hey, Daze, I want to get into this. Uh, let me ask you this. Why are pastors and church leaders, why are so many feeling exhausted uh, here and around the holidays? Obviously, 2020, we've had covid and a lot of pressures and additional responsibilities put on pastors. But specifically, November, December, this time of year, why are pastors feeling so exhausted? Well, Kyle, I think the easiest explanation would would be related to margins and getting margins out of balance in place. And if there's ever a time that we can feel overextended, uh, it's going to be around the holidays. There's travel. There are special services and ministries that happen only at that time of year. There's family obligations. And so it's just a very, very busy time. And I think we're entering into this Christmas season, this holiday season with the baggage of COVID right there at the door. And so I think that it's understandable that many people would just be really tired, really weary after the season that we've been through the last nine months. Right. And this year has felt uh, like it's gone on for too long. And I can imagine that the holidays can be a busy time for many pastors as they try to balance the pressures of their congregation. So maybe during the holidays, you have uh, events happening. Maybe it's a singing Christmas tree or a, a Christmas program. 
you know, you're also doing community meals, things like that. You know, that's your professional life. But then you have this personal obligation to spend time with your family. You know, kids are out of school oftentimes. So uh, how does that work for you, Dace? I mean, how do you balance between those two and how do you carve out margin during the holidays? Well, we don't have a singing Christmas tree for starters, but... We do have uh, extra outreach events. There are extra services. Our Christmas Eve service is one of the largest services that we do all year long. And so, yeah, for a lot of people, I I think that the holidays are a time of additional break and relief. But for ministry leaders, it's exactly the opposite, or it can be. And so you have got to be very intentional to carve out time, to delegate responsibilities, to keep that family time sacred. because. Otherwise, it's not going to be a break for you. It's just going to be additional responsibilities, demands, and your family is going to be waiting there on the side for you. Uh, and you're just going to miss some great memories and opportunities if you don't take action. And so one of the things that uh, a leader needs to do if they're going to lead effectively their church, they also need to lead their self well. Yeah. And we think about this in maybe a few different uh, categories. And so you've got like the body, mind, and the soul. Yeah. Days, walk me through this. I mean, what are some of the things that pastors should be doing to take care of their body during the holidays? Right. Don't do anything that we talked about the first 15 mm-hmm. minutes of this episode. That's the first thing, actually. Yeah, no, no eggnog, no carbs. <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought this up, Kyle, because we believe that that you are going to do your best ministry when things are in balance in your life. And so what that means is, is that your relationships are right with God, you're, you're walking right in your marriage, and then you're, you're just responding right, uh, rightly to the situation that God's placed you in. And so the body, the mind, and the soul, those are three, I guess, areas that you could evaluate. The first one, the body is, it's easy to evaluate this. And really what we're talking about is, you know, am I getting adequate sleep, the right food and exercise? In other words, we're asking, am I where I need to be? And although that sounds really elementary, if I don't get adequate sleep, I'm not focused in the morning uh, and I'm irritable in the afternoon. And so I need the right type of sleep. If I am busy drinking gallons of eggnog every day or Dr. Pepper, uh, I'm not going to feel well. And if I'm not exercising, my back is getting tight. Uh, If I'm going to do ministry well, if I'm going to love other people well, if I'm going to be the type of leader that God wants me to be at my church, those things, as simple and elementary as they are, the right sleep, proper food, and exercise is going to be critical. Yeah, and so one of the things I would encourage pastors to do right now is to take a moment uh, and rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10. You know, So rate your diet, rate your physical activity, and rate your rest at night. And I think if you do that and get into a pattern of that maybe once a month or once a quarter— Uh, and start to see those trends, I think it's going to be really important for you to understand. And so there may be people who struggle with rest and there's natural solutions. Maybe uh, there's pastors out there who struggle from sleep apnea and they've, they've put off yeah. Uh, going and, and getting help there. Maybe it's just anxiety and stress. And so uh, there's maybe some routines they need before they rest. In fact, probably uh, many church leaders are checking their phone first thing in the morning before they get out of bed. And so, yeah. um, but I, I would go ahead and encourage those pastors to rate themselves now on a scale of one to 10 on their diet, their physical activity, and their rest at night. Uh, so we're going to give you a chance to go ahead and make a note on your phone now, and uh, we'll be silent for like 12 seconds.
so now that you've taken the time to rate yourself and do a quick evaluation, uh, Dace, I want us to talk a little bit about the mind. And, and we know that our minds can become weary at times. Uh, we can control things that we talked about a minute ago with our body, such as our diet, our physical activity, and our rest. Uh, and our mind may be a little bit more difficult to control, but how do pastors increase their self-care around their mind during the holidays? Well, I think it's important to remember that there's th- we know there are things in life that can wear our bodies down. I mean, if you sleep on a lumpy mattress and, a ba- and, and on a bad pillow, you're going to wake up needing to see the chiropractor. We all recognize that, but what I think oftentimes ministry leaders don't recognize that there are things that make their minds weary. And there are two terms that I wish every pastor or ministry leader would know very well, and it is decision fatigue and empathy fatigue. And I was in ministry for years before I heard either of these terms, but they are so important. Decision fatigue relates to having to make a series of either complex and sometimes mundane decisions, but nevertheless, decisions that stop at you where the buck stops and you're constantly having to evaluate, come up with a solution and move forward. Over time, without the adequate rest, without taking some time to to slow down and let your mind rest and schedule time to relax. And I mean, really relax. I'm not talking about thinking about problems while you're on the couch. You will get fatigued. Empathy fatigue is, a, is another type of, I guess you could say, ailment that, that can affect our minds. And this affects pastors that do a lot of counseling. It affects pastors that walk families through periods and seasons of crisis. In fact, a lot of healthcare professionals will experience empathy fatigue. Sometimes first responders also experience this and professional counselors and psychologists. And really the danger for pastors regarding empathy fatigue is uh, when you're walking alongside the, the families and the people that you love and you're, you're helping them through life's most difficult challenges, loved ones are dying or they're facing some other trial or crisis. That can affect you. That can affect you negatively over time. And it's not that we shouldn't care for others and bear one another's burdens. Certainly we should. But if in your life and in your schedule, there is just one decision after another, there's just one hurt or problem to bear after another, you will become very weary in mind. And it is a real threat to your ministry. Absolutely. And the final point is about the soul. And so I think that extroverts and introverts probably connect or disconnect from others uh, in different manners. But I think it's really important for us to take time during the holidays to really focus on the soul. Dave, when you use that word soul, what does that mean to you? Yeah, the soul is who you are beyond your exterior physique, beyond your hair color, eye color. It's what part of you lives on forever beyond this earthly tent, this body that you have. And so we know that there's things that excite us, give us pleasure, refresh us, allow us to exercise our creativity. Sometimes we call them common graces. Just things that we can enjoy as humans in the particular way that God's created us. And and so, for example, uh, I know that for me, what's good for my soul is to be outside in nature, to be away from my phone, to see God's creation. You know that I love to hunt. And it's not because I'm out there, you know, trying to murder an animal. It's because I enjoy seeing a beautiful sunrise and a sunset. 
I enjoy seeing God's creation and taking it in and breathing the fresh air. I mean, man, it is good for my soul to be in environments like that. And so I try to make that happen as much as I can uh, within a, a, a busy life and a busy ministry schedule. All right, Kyle. Well, before we conclude this episode, we've talked about the importance of rating your health on a scale of one to 10. You already challenged us to do that. Uh, just a moment ago, I challenged ministry leaders to find out what is good for your soul and make sure you do that. Kyle, what else can we do to keep ourselves uh, fresh in this demanding season? Yeah, Jason, one of the things that you're big on is scheduling time. And so if we're going to schedule time to do things like spend time with our family or time at the church with this event, it's also important to schedule off time. Uh, and so one of the things that you can do is schedule off time from media uh, or even on media. Uh, but specifically, if you can limit uh, some of the stuff you're doing around media or social media during the season, uh, you may find it beneficial. One of the practical tips that I would recommend, if you have an iPhone, there's a new, um, in the newest update, there's a way to actually limit your time uh, on certain apps or in certain uh, spheres. So you can go into entertainment and say, hey, combine these six apps. I'm not going to spend more than an hour a day. And it's really been useful for me to realize how quickly I go through that time limit. Uh, in a given day, uh, if if I hit my time limit by noon, I know I got problems. So schedule time off of media, time away from your phone. It's as important to schedule time off as it is on. You know, the second thing I would say is you know learning the art of silence. And uh, we joked a little bit earlier about uh, being quiet, and I think that was probably like ten seconds long. But even on top of time in prayer, I think it's really important just to. Sometimes sit in silence and not even in a, a spiritual discipline, but just as a as a physical way to de-stress. Uh, maybe yoga is your cup of tea. Maybe it's not. But being able to sit in silence can be really practical. So five minutes, 15 minutes. Uh, maybe you're really passionate about this and you do it for an hour. But being able to sit in silence is uh, another habit. And then finally, I would say, Hey, if you can schedule a personal retreat and that's designated time just to be out of pocket, man, I think that's going to be really critical for pastors and church leaders. So, you know, we're rolling into a new year and you may come out of this season feeling stretched. Uh, maybe January is the perfect time to schedule some time away. And maybe it's half a day to start with if you've never done this. If you're really needing margin, ideally, it'd be three or four days. Uh, you can get away, maybe plan your whole year out. Maybe it's just sitting and taking care of yourself, that body, mind, and soul. Uh, but I would encourage any pastor, schedule time to get away. Those are some things that I think you can start in place now that will really pay off later in 2021. Well, Kyle, I wish I had known those things when I started in ministry. I think it's been some great practical steps for us to take action on so that you come through the holiday season and into the year not feeling completely exhausted and tapped out. So yeah, I just want to encourage our ministry leaders to take action on these things right now, as simple as evaluating your your lifestyle, your body, your mind, scheduling that time off, and then finding the things that are good for your soul and doing it. I think you'll find that you can be refreshed and stay on point even in a difficult time. 
Hey, Dason, you were talking with me earlier about a quote that you enjoyed from Ruth Haley Barton, and it said, the great illusion of leadership is to think that man can be led out of the desert by someone who has never been there. Uh, why do you like this and why does it connect to self-care? I think it just reminds us that if you're going to help other people, you better be taking care of yourself. Even Jesus was not available all the time. He retreated into the wilderness to pray, to rest. He called his disciples to do that. He was not always available. And so if we're going to have the maximum impact for the kingdom, we better be taking care of our bodies, our minds, and our souls. Because if we don't, there's going to be a fracture. And we see it all the time with leaders falling out of ministry. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast as we talked about self-care during the holidays. Pastors, church leaders, we want you to know here at dailypastor.com and the Thriving in Ministry podcast, we want you to create margin, to avoid burnout, and to lead effectively. And so now is a great time as you're relaxing in the middle of the holiday season to start setting your priorities for the new year. Uh, one thing that you can help us out with is to like and subscribe to this podcast and go check out dailypastor.com. That's right. Have a great day and a fantastic holiday. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a thriving in ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor.